welcome to That's Anita Live, the talk show dedicated to providing emotional healing through sharing to help you create a happier life. I am Anita, your host, and today my guest in studio is Dr. Sharon Porter. She's in the building. She's the CEO and owner of Perfect Time Coaching and Consulting. With over 25 years in education, Sharon now serves as a leadership development coach for novice principals. She's even, she even coordinates an induction program for new principals in the Washington, D.C. metro area. Her mission is to support, connect, develop, and help high-achieving educators. Sharon, thank you for coming into the studio today. Thank you, Anita. Thank you for having me. Well, let me understand. You help educators. Is it just assistant principals and principals, or does it include teachers? No, um, my work includes assistant principals, first and second year assistant principals, as well as first and second year principals. Oh, no teachers. Yes. And so often the focus is on helping students, but you actually help the principals, the administrators. Yes, I'm a leadership coach, school why, leadership. Why one versus the other? Um, well, there is a need to strengthen the principal pipeline. Okay. Um, every school needs an effective principal, and in order to have effective principals, you have to prepare um, individuals yes. to take yes. principals' places that are retiring, being promoted, and simply moving on to other um, ventures. Why not teachers? Um, there is uh, opportunity for teacher leadership as well. I specifically just work with principals. Now, yes. is, do you have a set program that you walk them through or? I do, um, and so in my school district, we have okay. an induction program um, where first and second year, it is a requirement for assistant principals to come through the induction program. And it's really twofold. Um, I work with them in establishing and developing their leadership, okay. but also preparing them to become principals, even at first and second year. Um, there was a time Ooh. that principals would spend 10, 20 years as principals. That's no longer today. Really? Absolutely. Seven years is about the span of a principal career. Because a principal spot used to be a lock-in spot. Once they became principal, that was it. Absolutely. <laughs> that <laughs> was a ride out into retirement. Exactly. But now? Well, you just find different things. There are more um, opportunities um, for individuals. I spent eight years as a principal, elementary and middle school principal. And so after eight okay. years, um, I began doing the leadership coaching, uh, which I was very fortunate to do. Um, but you find there are other jobs, there are other supervisory positions, there are mm -hmm. principal supervisors. Um, some go on to be associate superintendents um, and even superintendents in smaller school districts. So there's just a variety of opportunities now. Um, whereas in the past, as you say, you would probably retire yeah. as a principal. Yeah. And that's just not the case um, for most, for the majority of principals today. What are some of the ways in which you help develop them? Well, number one, you first establish a leadership voice um, for assistant principals because for the most part, when they come to uh, be an assistant principal, they're coming straight from the classroom. And so they have that teacher lens mm -hmm. and that teacher voice. Mm -hmm. You're still a leader as a teacher, but it transitioned yeah. from classroom leading to school leadership. And so you definitely have to establish your presence as a leader as well as that leadership voice. And you're just really cultivating those skills so that you can begin making the right decisions um, because that's a huge part of administration is the appropriate decision making. And also engaging your stakeholders, the community, your parents, um, the staff, um, and your students. So it really is a transition 
from that teacher lens to the leadership lens. So walk me through, say, one skill that you would help develop with, with a brand new assistant principal that's, as you said, mm -hmm. straight out of the classroom. Um, number one, like courageous conversations. Um, that is something that um, is very different from a teacher. Um, because now you are observing teachers, you are okay. providing feedback, and okay. all of those observations are not stellar. Um, there are some teachers that need some assistance, and sometimes you have to be very courageous Ooh, in those conversations. Conversation. Absolutely, and so um, that's one of the things that, as a new leader, that we have to work on, providing effective feedback, because again, you were first mm -hmm. the person being observed, now you are observing. And in order to grow teachers, mm -hmm. you have to provide effective feedback. That's just not a skill that you just innately have. So that's something that you have to develop. So that's just two examples. How many of you had go through? Oh my goodness. Um, the position has been four years now. Um, I would say we have about 100 each year. So probably close to 400. Um, oh, yeah. How long has it been? Four years. Okay. And so we, it's a two-year program. Um, you have uh, the first year and the second year. And so we average about 50 for each group mm -hmm. um, a year. Um, so like this year I have over 100 in both groups. But if there was someone, say if there was an assistant principal here in Virginia mm -hmm. that wanted to reach out to you to say, I would like to develop some of the skills that you're referencing. Right, and so that's where my private and uh, professional coaching comes in. Okay. Um, as an entrepreneur, I do coach and consult um, as a career. Perfect Time um, is my coaching and consulting company, mm -hmm. um, which is where I work with other leaders right. across the country um, and not in my school district. Now, how do you work with them if they're, say, out of the DMV? Um, virtual. <laughs> yes, Zoom is our best friend. Sure. <laughs> Zoom is our best friend, definitely. Now, is, it, is there a set online curriculum for those that don't live here in the area? I, for me, I've developed um, a coaching program mm -hmm. um, for individuals that are looking to develop as an educational leader. And what are some of the topics that you, you tackle in the private? Okay. <laughs> it's, it's really the same as a leader. Okay. Um, those courageous conversations, um, building relationships, which is really huge um, with um, administration. Okay. Um, because again, you have to tap into all your stakeholders, community, political, parents, the staff, um, as well as students. We don't want to forget the students. Very com uh, uh, important component <laughs> in building those relationships. Um, as well as really, again, establishing that presence. I can't say that enough. Okay. Um, when you become a leader, uh, there are certain levels of leadership, and we, we all understand that. So by the nature of the job, you are a leader, but are people respecting you as that leader? Um, so, because position is not title, uh, we know that, it's influence. And so you have to exert your influence. Push that, push <laughs> She said position is right. not title. Exactly. Unfold that. Right. So us. some people think by nature of their position mm -hmm. that people are going to automatically respect them as the leader. Because when uh, we're younger, we're exactly. taught, you're supposed to, even if you don't like the person, exactly. you have to respect the position. Absolutely. However, 
However, that's not always the case because you have to be knowledgeable um, as a leader. Um, and, and one of the things that we always tell our novice leaders is that you don't have to be an expert in everything. Uh, we know that, but you have to know enough that you have to help those that you are in charge of. And so um, that's very critical. Being a lifelong learner as a leader is critical. I don't care what field you're in, you have to continue to learn. Um, and so that's part of that. Um, that content that we share, um, you have to know, you may have been a math teacher um, coming through the door, mm -hmm. but you have to observe reading, you have to observe science, you have to observe biology. So there are so many things that you have to put in your toolkit to really expand your knowledge so that you're able to provide that effective feedback to push the instruction mm -hmm. so that student achievement increases because that's the number one goal. What are some of the success stories that you've seen? with graduates from the program? Well, you know, we have so many that are now sitting principals, um, and that's really our um, celebration. Okay. Um, when we, because number one, when the program started, we it was not the intent to automatically go into the principalship. We have several other programs. And so once we saw that some of our candidates after year two was actually ready to step into principalship, and now they are successful, sitting principals, that's reason to celebrate. And so that we hold that in high regard. Several sitting principals in our school district come directly from um, the program. Now when you say a successful principal, what are the measurements for that? <laughs> that's, you know, that's a great question, Anita. <laughs> and so it really is one that involves um, your entire school community. Um, one who has open and effective communication. Um, and it's not all about test scores because some people think that's what it is. Mm -hmm. um, we know that we do measure success by our scores, but that's not the end of it. It's mm -hmm. not even the beginning of it, mm -hmm. <laughs> actually. And so it really is the rapport that you have with your community. We do climate surveys um, every other year, and those are critical um, because that's how your community sees you, your parents, your staff, your students. Mm -hmm. We also have a 360 assessment um, that also uh, are uh, taken by uh, the students as well as your staff. And it's a perception survey. We know that your people's perception is their reality. Hold on. <laughs> a 360 survey in yes. the school that yes. the students actually take. Mm -hmm. And the staff, and then they take it themselves. Yes, so it's really critical because as I stated, mm -hmm. people's perception is their reality. So mm -hmm. how they see you mm -hmm. is how they see you. <laughs> and, and that's what they're being asked in the 360. Absolutely. Okay. And so it does help gauge on you know what individuals need to work on further um, for that next year. Mm -hmm. And so we use that as a tool for our first and second year assistant principals to make their plans, their goals, because each of them have a professional development plan that they are working on during that two-year period that they're in that induction program. Oh, okay. <laughs> so is it different for assistant principals versus, say, those that are in full principal Oh, positions? absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, you're learning, and, and you know, it, the buck doesn't stop with the assistant principal. It stops with the principal. And so it's a different uh, mindset and a different coaching mechanism because we are not only helping them cultivate their leadership, but we're helping real time with things that are happening right now mm -hmm. in their building. Um, administration and school leadership is very stressful. <laughs> it yes. is a very yes. stressful 
um, unappreciated um, job, career. It really is. And so we're there as a support. Not every school district across the country have support for their new leaders. Um, that is something that very few have. They are beginning to have. Okay. But it's not something that's common, but it's something that's needed. When we come back, we will jump into the salary differences and how school systems have been left behind in the last 25 years. What if I told you that you could stop the negative tape from playing inside your head? What if, with seven simple steps, you could leave the pain of the past behind and live every day as your true, authentic self? It is possible and you can do it. The ebook, Seven Simple Steps to Beat Emotional Baggage, How to Become Whole, Healed, Healthy, and Happy, shares how to resolve emotional baggage. And feel free to live true to your own personality, spirit, and character. Transform negative thinking into positive thinking and become equipped to boldly face your past and resolve emotional pain. Get your free copy at thatanitalive.com slash ebook. And we're back with Dr. Sharon Porter, and she is educating us on how assistant principals and principals mm -hmm. are shored up and given a good foundation to make our school systems more mm -hmm. successful. The question that I was going to ask right before we went to break was, over the last 25 years, we've seen some salaries soar but it seems that the jurisdictional salaries have been left behind in the mm -hmm. last 25 years. Right now, we have teachers on strike all over the country because they don't have supplies for their classrooms, because they, they haven't had raises in the last five, 10 years. And then the statistic that I read that said teachers, 20% of teachers that are not retirement age are leaving the career field every year. Mm. How does a how does a principal keep a school full of good <laughs> teachers with working against those statistics? Um, you are so right. Retention is a crucial part um, of working in schools um, because we know that with the change of teachers is a decrease in student achievement. Um, research has already shown that, and so it is. <clears throat> but in reality, it starts with the leader. And that's why the leadership coaching is so important. Teachers don't leave schools and money. They leave bosses. Oh, okay. <laughs> and um, first of all, when you get into teaching mm -hmm. and education, you already know it's not a stellar salary. You already know that. And so you're not getting into the position for the money. And so generally speaking, mm -hmm. when an individual uh, it's in a school where everything is going smoothly, meaning that the, the principal is really communicating, really bringing that school community together mm -hmm. so that we feel like a family. A teacher will drive an hour to that school. Really? Absolutely. And so research has shown that. Mm -hmm. Now, we know that money is a factor because we have families and people have to make ends Everybody meet. Everybody has to Absolutely. eat. Absolutely. School clothing and shelter. Absolutely. So money is a factor yes. without a doubt, mm -hmm. so we can't discount that. Um, but there is a true need for us as a society to put 
the value on our education. Mm -hmm. I've worked in North Carolina and I worked in Maryland and there are complete differences in the salary amounts. But we know, first of all, that the cost of living is different. So you have to account for that. Mm -hmm. But also money is really based off of taxes, your community. And so depending on how wealthy your county is or your jurisdiction okay. also dictates the salary for um, an individual school district. So it's a lot of factors that way. And I would say to those, and, and I, I think I applaud those school districts and those teachers who are going on strike for what they deserve and what they need. Um, and so until we take a stand as a community of educators, we're going to continue to be left behind salary-wise. And so we have to take a stand. Absolutely. And I'm sure you're going to see more of that um, as you can see, you know, yes. one led to the next yes. one. <laughs> but it's, it's necessary. Uh, we are a forgotten profession, yes. of course, and we always mm -hmm. say we birth all the other professions, mm -hmm. um, but we are left behind. <laughs> okay. And you mentioned that if a principal is doing all of the things to bring a community together to make a school successful, what are some of those things that we, we should look for? our principals to to use mm -hmm. tactics, strategies mm -hmm. to involve parents or even people in the community that aren't parents Absolutely. associated with the school but that could give volunteer Absolutely. time. And so first of all you need to make sure that your school is open. It's 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 you are inviting them <laughs> in first of all. Okay. Um, there needs to be open communication. There needs to be some mechanism that you're getting what you're doing out to the public. Uh, and again, because our partners may, as you said, may not be parents. Um, it may just be community members that are really vested into the school. And so they, we have to give them something to do. Um, there are retired individuals that are looking for something, looking for a way to give back. And so you have to reach out and invite them and then have something structured for them to do. And so mm -hmm. open communication also, um, letting people know what's going on in your building, um, transparency, so you're not making decisions behind closed doors. Um, you are bringing people to the table, helping generate those decisions, and then putting those decisions out there. Um, those are hallmark of an effective leader. Um, those who can do that and get the community working together, mm -hmm. because when you work together, you're more vested into the decision that's been made. And so you're going to work to make sure that it's successful. If you don't have any hands in it, you, you don't care. And the first time that it doesn't work, you're going to be vocal about that. <laughs> so you bring people in, help generate the ideas, and let's work together to put, put it out there because it truly takes a village. That's not just the saying. It's not just the home life. It's not just the school life. We all have to work together, community partners, mm -hmm. business partners, um, everyone, we have to work together to make this work in every school district. I don't care where you are. Okay. <laughs> One of the teachers in my neighborhood, Tanita, I want you to come read to my kids. I said, babe, babe, <laughs> I don't know if you want me reading to you, but that's just mine. <laughs> what can a principal do? Because when you open a school, the first thing that makes us uneasy that comes to mind in the current day, in the current climate that we have, is school security. Absolutely, absolutely. And most school districts now, uh, of course, have things that are in place, you know, where you have to buzz in 
um, through the door. Mm -hmm. um, every volunteer has to have a background check now. Um, and you know, it's really disheartening to see all the things that you know you do and still there are things that happen. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's really unfortunate and all we can do is really be diligent. Everyone, it's not just the principal um, that have to do that, it's not just the teachers, but everyone who is involved in that school needs to be observant, needs to pay attention, and needs to be on alert at all times because we are living in crazy times at this, <laughs> without a doubt. An understatement. Right. That is truly and an so understatement. Absolutely, it really Every is. Every day. Every day. You have to expect the unexpected um, and always be mindful of what's going on and who's in your building and why they're in your building. And do not lax um, because I think there was a time that we felt a little lax. Yes. Um, but now we, we just cannot, and we I, can no longer. I think when I was younger, one of the reasons that the teachers and the administration could be lax is because we would tell. Absolutely. Because if it negatively impacted the rest of us and we got our benefits, mm -hmm. the, the few benefits we had Absolutely. taken away, <laughs> for one, we didn't. But today it seems as if children are very timid about coming forth with what they think, how they feel, until something tragic exactly. happens. Why is it that the voice has been? Well, you know, that really starts from, from within the school. Um, that's why it's so important, especially if you have a professional school counselor in your building, mm -hmm. that those sessions that you're not just um, waiting till something happens to have conversations with students that you're taking every opportunity to do that um, people generally um, dread like your lunch duty that is a perfect time mm -hmm. to interact and engage with students and get them comfortable with you so that if they do feel something if they do see something that they have someone that they can come to and feel confident that they're gonna do something about that. And so it's really about the relationship building. Um, when students aren't open and not talking, they don't, they have not established a relationship with an adult in that building, and that should not be. Yeah. Uh, and so it really should be every effort for every school that every child has someone in that building that they've established a true relationship with and feel confident enough to speak up when something's wrong. So I was a school guidance counselor for a hot minute. Okay. <laughs> but my school, I, I was blessed to have a very good principal. Okay. And she allowed me to basically every month we were celebrating something. Mm -hmm. And then when the teachers saw how excited the students got, we began to work it into their, their lesson plan. Absolutely. So whether it was Women's History Month or if it was even Cinco de Mayo, mm -hmm. Um, Black History Month, yes. all those things got weaved in. We had contests. We had, because I remember that from my childhood. Mm -hmm. And that's why we hurriedly got up and got on the big cheese bus <laughs> to get to school. Exactly. Where is the excitement for well, school now? Well, you know, I, I, I hope that there is some excitement. I have definitely seen some excitement, okay. some wonderful schools, especially um, in the Washington, D.C. area. And I just think that um, we in the area or wherever you are, that we can't always focus on the negative things. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to look at what's happening positively. Go in to find that that um, school where everything is happening and that principal is really bringing that community mm -hmm. together. We don't focus on that. Um, the mainstream media nor our local communities, we go straight to the negative. Mm -hmm. uh, but if we come together as a community, 
then we can build that and celebrate that. Absolutely. Okay. Tell me a little bit about Next in Line to Lead. So that was my first anthology. Um, I, my, I specialize in collaboration projects, and that book was actually uh, created in the middle of my dissertation. <laughs> uh, my dissertation was on principal preparation, um, working with assistant principals to get them prepared to be principals. Mm -hmm. And in the midst of that um, literature review, um, I just said to myself, I wonder what other school districts mm -hmm. are doing to prepare assistant principals. <laughs> and so I set out and um, I had assistant principals from Maryland, from New Jersey, from California, from Texas, South Carolina, and Georgia represented in that book. And they each shared how they were preparing to be next in line to lead. And it's very exciting. Um, it came out last year and actually two of the assistant principals now are first year principals this year. So it's really exciting to see them blossom into wonderful, effective school leaders. Okay, and then the class of 2017, <laughs> that was my celebration of finishing my doctoral degree last year, April 24, 2017. And so Ooh. I just really wanted to feature graduates from high school, college, undergraduate and graduate that finished last year and we really just shared our story of who everything that we went through because it was a challenge <laughs> and i tell you those stories are so oh my god from the high schoolers all the way up through the college graduates just how they persevered through okay. all the trials that they were faced to say that they could be part of class of 2017. So I absolutely, that's my, that's my heartfelt book right there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> absolutely. Okay, and then we have Women Who Women Lead. Women Who Lead, yes, that is the most current one. Um, my whole, and hopefully you can see the through line is leadership. And so this is a first of a series that featured 21 amazing women who are leading in their careers, in their businesses, and in life. 21 amazing women from across the country. And we are so, so excited about that. Maria Howell, I'm not sure if you are familiar with her, but she was the teacher in Hidden Figures. Um, she played in The Color Purple. She's been featured in there. Um, she's also been on The Haves and Have Not. Um, several television shows. She's a singer, an actress. Um, she tells her story of um, coming through the entertainment industry. Uh, we definitely have um, HR professionals, DeVay Campbell, uh, who is leading in the HR field uh, down in North Carolina. Uh, we have Nakia Fox, who is an engineer and owns her own construction company uh, in Orlando, Florida. So just wonderful women. Um, Tanya Walker, she is one of a few female uh, athletic college athletic directors. Yes. Um, she's featured in there. So just wonderful women who are sharing their stories. And I, when I created that book, it was really with middle school students, female students in mind. I work with middle school students closely in my sorority, and I thought of them. And what sorority <laughs> can we guess which sorority that, that is? That is so funny, Robin. yes. With the element in, we got the diamond on the side. Absolutely, Delta Sigma Theta sorority. Go ahead, go ahead, look at the camera and tell you something. That is so <laughs> funny, absolutely. And so I, I thought of them um, because I wanted a tool to let them know that no matter what you wanted to do and be in life, mm -hmm. you actually could do it. Because you know, that was told to me, but I don't think I believed it then. And so I really want them to know that that is true. 
you put your mind to it and you do the work regardless of the challenges and the obstacles that you face, you can do and be anything that you want to be. So, okay. Um, technology has significantly changed our world. Every level of life requires new learning. Whether it's social media, new computer programs in the classroom, or that ever-changing new math. Never be timid or afraid to seek help to learn a new concept or a new skill or to simply improve your job performance. To reach out to Dr. Sharon, visit SharonHPorter.com. I'm Anita, your host. Be sure to check out That'sAnitaLive.com for where and when to see our next episode. Ah! <laughs>